Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, June 28th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Rescue teams continue to hunt for the missing after a condo collapses near Miami. Donald Trump speaks in Ohio. Kamala Harris barely visits the border. The head of New York's Pride Parade says the cops are symbols of oppression. Research shows modern politics now having a major negative impact on America's health. Also ahead, the worst president in American history. But first, at least nine people are dead, 150 still missing in Surfside, Florida, north of Miami Beach, after an apartment complex collapsed. The cause of the disaster is still unknown. We are looking into that and we'll have more information for you tomorrow. Now, officials in Miami-Dade are ordering the immediate inspections of all buildings taller than six stories and older than 40 years. Donald Trump holding a rally in Ohio, his first since leaving the White House in January. Former president endorsing local candidates while attacking his critics, claiming, quote, Joe Biden is destroying our nation right before our eyes. The event was entirely blacked out by the corporate and social media. Vice President Harris quickly visiting the southern border. Ms. Harris spent just a few hours at an immigration center in El Paso on Friday before jetting off to her private house in Los Angeles. The vice president offering zero on how to stop the nearly 200,000 migrants breaching the border every month. The co-chair of New York's Pride Parade defending the group's decision to ban uniformed members of the NYPD from marching. Andre Thomas telling MSNBC that cops are, quote, a symbol of oppression, a symbol of violence, and a symbol of fear. Mr. Thomas, in my opinion, is a symbol of ignorance. Research from the University of Nebraska says the modern political environment having a major impact on Americans' health, both mentally and physically. Study finds 40% of us believe politics are a major cause of stress. One in five report fatigue, and 4% admit to suicidal thoughts because of politics and the people who cover it, present company excluded, of course. In a moment, what does the worst president of all time have in common with Joe Biden? Find out next. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day, the ghost of a bad president past. As part of our reporting on President Biden, we list his official White House schedule on my TV broadcast, that is the No Spin News, 
daily. We do this so Americans can understand that old Joe has a very soft day much of the time. There are days when the president has just one item on the schedule, like today. Rarely does he have more than two. It's the slow lane for Joe, the bunny slope. This is not unprecedented. Back in 1857, the 15th president of the United States was a man named James Buchanan from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Jimmy did not load up on daily events. In fact, he almost totally ignored the threatened succession of the South, which was kind of a big deal. President Buchanan did not even put Union forces on alert. When Southern troops attacked Fort Sumter, James might have said, really? Clueless doesn't even begin to cover it. Abraham Lincoln inherited a colossal mess in 1861. So my question is, is Joe Biden the ghost of James Buchanan past? Is he the reincarnation of Emperor Nero? fiddling while Rome burned? The answer to that question is maybe. Here's one vivid example of tactical avoidance by Mr. Biden, his speech on violent crime last week. It was bizarre and somewhat disturbing. Mr. Biden didn't even mention the defund the police movement or the Nobel laws or drug gangs who are murdering thousands in cities like Chicago and New York. Apparently, President Biden doesn't see those things as drivers of violent crime. Nope. Mr. Biden says he will use the full power of the federal government to crack down on gun dealers who violate the rules. That, of course, will do little to stop the murder rampage in America. And expanding community programs will not help much either. The only solution to violent crime is to harshly punish the criminals who are hurting and killing people, as history has shown us. People kill, Mr. President. Guns are the instrument. But Joe Biden and his progressive left cadre will not emphasize punishment, mainly because 40% of all murders in the USA are committed by African Americans. Mr. Biden will never even acknowledge that stat, much less attempt to confront black criminals or any miscreant for that matter. His equity philosophy forbids a realistic problem-solving agenda, and so tens of thousands of people are getting hurt, including innocent children. Now, Many consider James Buchanan to be the worst president in history. I do. He did nothing to confront the heinous slave situation and the growing rebellion below the Mason-Dixon line. He was MIA as the nation fell apart. Will Joe Biden descend to the historical depths of Buchanan? Could happen. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And please check out my new book, Killing the Mob, eight weeks at number one. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. 
Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Legendary comedian Mel Brooks celebrating his 95th birthday today. Mr. Brooks is a genius who has provided laughs to folks all over the world, as you know. Here's Mel's story. Born Melvin Kaminsky in Brooklyn on June 28, 1926, his early life was marked by tragedy. His father died shortly after his second birthday, leaving Mel's family in dire financial straits. Said the comic later, quote, There's an outrage there. I may be angry at God or at the world. And I'm sure a lot of my comedy is based on anger and hostility. I learned to clothe it in comedy to spare myself psychological problems, unquote. When Mel Brooks was nine years old, his uncle, a taxi driver, was given free tickets to a Broadway show from a passenger in exchange for a free ride uptown. He gave the tickets to Mel, and a career began. But before he could hit the stage, Mel Brooks was drafted into the Army. He served as a corporal in World War II, defusing landmines across Europe and fighting Nazis at the Battle of the Bulge. When asked to comment on his time in the war, Brooks famously said, I was a combat engineer. The two things I hate most in life are combat and engineering. After returning from World War II, Mel Brooks developed a few successful TV programs, including Get Smart. He moved to Los Angeles and launched a series of Hollywood hits that included the biggest comedy films of all time. The Producers, Blazing Saddles, Young Frankenstein, Spaceballs, on and on. Ironically, nearly all of these films would be canceled by the PC police if they were released today. Mel Brooks forever changed the world of music, theater, film, and America's sense of humor. And here's something else you might not know. Mel is not done yet. The comedian has three separate projects scheduled for release this year. So... Happy birthday, Mr. Brooks. One of your characters is the thousand-year-old man. I wish you could live to be a thousand. Again, happy birthday, Mel. Back after this. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day 
and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.